Whether it's animal genomics or the pathogens on grapevines, chances are the Agricultural Research Service is looking into it. With a vast portfolio of projects, the ARS is among the premier research establishments in the federal government. Now its administrator has been inducted into the National Academy of Public Administration. Dr. Shavonda Jacobs-Young joins me now. It's good to have you on. Thank you for having me. Now, I don't want to make you choose which of your children is the prettiest, but there's a lot of research going on there. What comes to top of mind as some of the most important programs going on now at ARS? Well, I tell you, Tom, right now, um, as an as an industry in agriculture, we're working to meet the demand of a growing population. Um, by 2050, it's expected that we'll have somewhere between 9 and 10 billion people on the globe, and all of those people will need to eat. And so as researchers in ARS, it's our role to use science and technology to help find innovative ways to grow more food while being great stewards of our natural resources. And so... This charge, this challenge, um, is being uh, impacted by climate, uncertainties, extreme weather patterns, and our constant need to protect agriculture from pests and diseases. And so as we've done in the past and we will continue to do in the future, one of our biggest challenges is to help them reduce their vulnerabilities and increase their resilience. And, And by doing that, we undertake a lot of climate change research a lot of natural resources research, and we do a lot of treasure hunts for traits to make sure that we can continue to develop breed varieties that can grow in the conditions in which we find ourselves. And you look at animals and plants, anything that might be on a farm, too. Absolutely, both. And so constantly um, looking at our, our vast germplasm collection, the United States is fortunate in that we have one of the largest germplasm collections in the world. And that just means we have stored away species and breeds that are critically important to the United States um, agriculture industry. And so we can go back to those um, germplasm samples to look for traits, traits that might have been domesticated out, traits that we might not have needed in the past, traits that help us respond to drought, that help us respond to flooding, that help us respond to high temperature, cold temperatures, and so, um, and then often to be looking at ways to be more tolerant to pests and diseases. And so we are on a constant treasure hunt for traits in ARS, continuing to produce and deliver varieties that um, help not only the producers of the United States, but also the consumers have one of the most abundant, nutritious, and I would say delicious and affordable food supplies anywhere. That matters too, I guess. Just describe basically the system by which ARS does its own research. You have many, many scientists and researchers on board, but also there's a system of grants to various institutions throughout the country, correct? Definitely. ARS and the the Agriculture Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture, which is a, another agency in the United States Department of Agriculture, are our largest funders of researchers across the country. NIFA, the National Institute of Food and Agriculture, um, delivers grants to researchers across the U.S., most of them at our universities, at our land-grant university partners, and um, together with the intramural research arm, which is ARS, we have about 8,000 employees, somewhere around 2,000 Ph.D. scientists included in that 8,000, and we do internal intramural research, and we partner with our land-grant university partners who receive funding from NIFA and other sources. And so together, um, the United States has a very um, robust system of researchers working on the challenges we face. So we work very closely with the National Institute of Food and Agriculture. 
We're speaking with Dr. Shavonda Jacobs-Young. She's administrator of the Agricultural Research Service. And you wear two hats because you're also the acting chief scientist at the Agriculture Department. And so how do you handle that particular double duty? And what does the acting, what does the chief scientist, what does that role do? So the the Department of Agriculture is a science-based organization working to um, have science and evidence and data behind our decision-making and and so as a result of that, we have an office of the chief scientist. Um, the role of the chief scientist in the department is to work with the entire department to coordinate, to collaborate, and ensure that we have a, a high level of scientific integrity um, working across the, the enterprise. And so um, part of this role also includes um, being the spokesperson for certain topics around science and innovation, and certainly representing the department on many uh, groups, and many groups, most domestic and uh, international, to really um, talk about science and where we are with science, and and recognizing that, including working with our international partners, that some of our challenges are so big that we really do benefit from working together. And tell us about yourself. How did you come to this field? And uh, I know you are you are a scientist and you are a PhD. Tell us a little bit about your own history. Yeah, so I have a PhD in an area called paper science and engineering. And don't worry if you don't know what that is. Most, most people don't. <laughs> but I have a PhD in paper science and engineering from North Carolina State University. I started my career as a professor um, at the University of Washington in Seattle. I spent about six years there before joining the Department of Agriculture to become a federal scientist and um, spent uh, about six, six and a half years at Nas- the National Institute of Food and Agriculture before uh, moving over to the Office of Science and Technology Policy in the White House for about two years and then coming back to USDA and um, helping to stand up the Office of the Chief Scientist and serving as its first director, having the opportunity to work on very important um, topics like developing the scientific integrity policy for the department. There were some very um, exciting um, initiatives and opportunities during that time. And then I moved over to the National Institute of Food and Agriculture where I served as its acting director for one year. And then I joined um, ARS. And so I've been with ARS since 2002, first as an associate administrator and since 2014 as the head of the agency. Do you ever get to do a little science still? I mean, it sounds like you spend a lot of time on administration. Do you ever get into a lab and put on some goggles and take a look at something? (laughs) So, Tom, I get to visit lots of labs, but I will tell you, maybe you can work with my scientists. They don't let me touch anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, they tend to be fussy bunch, you know, about the experiments yes. that are ongoing. And, at, yeah. and as a Napa Fellow, what do you plan to focus on? In ARS, we've benefited from the role of Napa in helping us deal with some of the challenges that we faced. And, um, and hopefully we'll continue to work with Napa in the future in, in some way, some shape or form. I believe that what Napa brings to the table and what I hope to bring to the table is a new perspective to challenges and and even when we're futuring or visioning. So I want to be able to provide that um, new perspective, a different perspective to conversations that perhaps departments or agencies are dealing with. And then I also want to be able to serve as an impartial participant in the process. And um, I think that's always important. And um, most important for me, I want to give back. I want to be able to help um, to help others the way that I've been helped and our agency's been helped in the past. 
Sounds like a tall order, and I guess maybe in some ways you exemplify what is one of the federal government's greatest strengths, and that is research and being able to see the big picture and applying resources to where it really can help the most people. Absolutely. We take a systems approach to our research, and um, I find that as a, with the background in engineering, I'm always looking at ways to improve processes and um, looking for efficiencies and streamlining and definitely cost savings. And so um, I'm looking forward to being able to give, um, just give a little back to some of my colleagues around the federal government in terms of helping them be the best that they can be. Dr. Shavonda Jacobs-Young is administrator of the Agricultural Research Service and a new inductee into the National Academy of Public Administration. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person, or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. If you love to travel, you love cool experiences, I think you're going to love Viator. If you haven't heard, Viator is the world's leading travel experience marketplace. They've got everything from simple tours to extreme adventures, all the cool and interesting stuff in between as well. Well, this year, my wife and kids are making one of my bucket list trips come true. We're going to Sun Valley. So we're going to fly to Sun Valley, and I tell you, the thought of bringing skis, poles, boots, snowboards, everything overwhelming. But that's where Viator came in. They made this incredibly easy. I just opened the Viator app, searched Sun Valley, and boom, Viator arranges a first-class experience, custom ski, snowboard, and boot fittings and tickets delivered right to the condo. It's pretty amazing. Experiences are what we love most about travel. They create these long-lasting moments and make memories that will last a lifetime. Just download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.